What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 24th of October. This is the day that we talk about the MomStrong International Bible Study. It's also going to be jam-packed because we've got politics to talk about, what's going on in the culture, and what you can do to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so a couple things going on. Whoa, we are almost to the end of October. It's amazing to me how quickly the time is going by. Lots of things in the headlines, but something in particular I thought I would let you know about. You know, I've been talking about the Gosnell movie, uh, the movie about the abortionist, really, who was a mass murderer. Incredible true story. And just yesterday, we learned that this movie, Gosnell, has been dropped from 188 theaters. Uh, Life Action News said, despite the fact that Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer, was number 11 uh, in the country last week, it has been dropped from at least 188 theaters, the Daily Wire has reported. While showing on a mere 668 of the nearly 40,000 movie screens nationwide, the film has surpassed expectations, grossing over 1.2 million and then hitting the top 10. The film's marketing director, John Sullivan, told The Daily Wire that he believes the film is being discriminated against because of its content. Moment of silence for a Christian film being discriminated against. I can tell you from my experience, he went on to say, in 15 years of releasing movies independently, we are in uncharted territories. It is an impacted fall, no doubt about it. But the fact that we've been dropped from theaters where the movie is the number six or number nine movie is just something you don't see. Sullivan stated that the movie has been dropped even when it's number six in a 15-plex theater and number nine in a 30-plex theater. In 15 of the theaters which dropped Gosnell, it was a top-performing film. The producer of the film, Fila McAleer, wrote on Facebook that the movie is experiencing issues including, quote, classic suppression. Theaters aren't listing the movie on the marquee or displaying posters of the film. Movie theater personnel have been accused of lying to customers about the availability of the film, telling them that it wasn't showing when in reality, it was. So this is this is amazing what's happening. And you guys have heard me talk about uh, being silenced on Facebook and squashed, really. And you, you'll see this happening all over the Internet and in social media. And certainly it's happening to the Gosnell film. Uh, if you have not had an opportunity to purchase tickets for this film, I want to encourage you to do it. I think what we're seeing happen, just like what we saw happen with Kavanaugh, is that the evil of the abortion industry is being exposed for what it really is. And rather than allow you to see the truth of what happens behind closed doors at abortion clinics or even talk about an abortionist who was, frankly, just an, a wicked human being, uh, what they're doing instead is they're trying to silence the pro-life movement. They're trying to keep this movie from 
having an impact in the culture. Uh, I had a question from one of you a couple of weeks ago asking me why I cared about politics, why I talk about opinion or politics on this podcast. And I'll tell you why. The answer is very simple. Politics determines policy. Politics determines policy. I was talking to my friend Elizabeth Johnston, the activist mommy, about this a while ago and talking to her, her her really strong belief is that voting isn't enough. And she's right. But what she said really interested me. And she's going to come back on and talk about it at another date. But what she said was so fascinating to me because I'm here sitting here encouraging you, get off of your benches, get onto the battlefield, pay attention to what's happening in politics, get out there, make your voices heard. And she was saying that is the that is what's assumed, except for I don't think you can assume it. I think a lot of us will kind of sit at home and we, we're frustrated and we lose sight of sort of the big picture because we fixate on the little picture. The little picture is the Gosnell movie. The big picture is the fight to see human life protected in the United States of America. And I know that this fight is raging in other countries around the world. But honestly, as I look back on Roe v. Wade, this decision that was made long before I could vote, I have to wonder where was the church then? Where were God's people when this decision was being handed down into the Supreme Court? I wonder if we'd have gotten off the bench then, if we wouldn't be living through 30 some odd years of human destruction at the hands of people taking the life of an unborn child. I just want to encourage you toward a place of recognizing that what this is is a tragedy of an epic proportion and that we actually have been given opportunity to stand up and make a difference, to let your voice be heard. And every time someone tries to do that in the culture, uh, they get squashed. And this is the truth. Every single day on social media, I get a letter or a a, you know, some sort of a post or something, sometimes even in my email about how people hate me and, you know, horrible, awful things. I'm getting to the point now where it's starting to roll off my back, but I got to tell you, it hurts. And if you're going to stand in the gap and attempt to help this generation do what is right in the sight of the Lord, then you can expect that the gates of hell are going to be unleashed against you. Because this is territory that the enemy has held for generations now. And I really do hope that the hashtag pro-life generation isn't just a hashtag. I hope and I pray that we begin to stand up for what is right and say no more, not on my watch. I want to encourage you to, if you haven't done it already, you know, we're getting ready to vote. Like I said earlier today, we're getting ready to vote. There are lots of places where you can go to find out information about candidates, information about about initiatives, uh, levies, all different kinds of things. You can go to Focus on the Family to Citizen Link. You can go to the Family Research Council and you can find out voting records. I hear from a lot of parents who tell me they just don't have time to research it and it's frustrating and confusing and I totally get it. It's absolutely frustrating and it can be very confusing because a lot of times the verbiage that's used in these initiatives and frankly, even the verbiage that's used to make a candidate look like somebody he's not is very confusing. But we can't use that as an excuse to stay home and not vote. So if you go, for example, to the American Family Association, they have some really awesome voter resources there. Uh, the the uh, coalition, the Christian Coalition also has a really wonderful voter's guide. And I just want to encourage you, these people are doing this so that you will get off the bench and at least make it to the voting booth. 
We're going to make it to the voting booth. Contact your elected officials. All you got to do in many of these uh, places is just click on a link and it will take you to an initiative, take you to a candidate, take you to a levy so that you can understand in plain English what it is you're being asked to vote about. It's so important for us to understand. More than ever, I'm watching uh, people who really could would be considered to the very, very far left uh, are being really masquerading around as moderates when they're anything but moderate. And so I want to encourage you. The other thing I want to say about the election coming up is this. As believers, we are not called to identify solely with a political party. We want to recognize what breaks the heart of God. The Bible says that the nation that declares that the Lord is their God is a blessed nation. And we have been sitting on the precipice of absolute ruin now for at least the last 20 years. And this is why I threw so much of my support behind Donald Trump, even though I wasn't really sure about him as a human being. I knew for sure he'd be better than Hillary Clinton. And I saw it as a very clear and very stark choice. And once you know that you can change something, then you have an opportunity and an obligation to do it. As Elizabeth said, this is our civic responsibility. We want to pray. And you want to get out there and vote. And then don't stop there. Because listen up, parents. We have an opportunity to make a difference, to stand in the gap for a generation of students who is coming up just this week in Thornton, Colorado. This is headline news, if you guys haven't heard it. The principal of a Colorado middle school, this is on Fox 8 out of Cleveland, is apologizing for not warning parents before a drag queen I'm going to say that again. Before a drag queen spoke to their children during career day on Friday, some Rocky Top middle school parents told KDVR that they are furious that she was invited to speak alongside a police officer and an architect. Police officer, architect, drag queen. It's all the same. Pick a career. What's next? Uh, Stripping? Pole dancing? I was pretty appalled, said Jen Payer. I was pretty surprised. It was shocked because no one was notified. Miss Jessica is a gay man who was invited by one of her fans, a Rocky Top student, to come to career day. All of the students talked about their jobs and their connection to literacy. Parent Heather Rogers said, this person is an adult entertainer and is talking to 12-year-old students about something that's adult in nature. This is lunacy. It's lunacy. In a letter sent home to parents on Monday, she wrote, Jessica read a chapter from Horrible Harry, and she used the text to illustrate the damage bullies can do, the need to always put kindness and acceptance at the forefront, and the short-sightedness of judging a book by its cover. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because I can't can't stand this. Like I've said before, I'm going to say it again. We are actually responsible to use wise judgment. And why we think it's okay to expose our children to this is insane to me. It's craziness, but that's the, that's the culture that we're living in right now. And parents, you have an opportunity to get off the bench. When you see this stuff happening in your school, let your voice be heard. I promise you, if you'll get off the bench and you'll start talking to your principals, pull your kids out of school, money talks. We should be engaging in what's happening around us. The article went on to say some of the parents believe they should have been notified so they could make the decision to have their child attend career day or not. Can you guys imagine? Now we have to wonder whether or not our kids in middle school can go attend career day. 
When asked if she would allow her daughter to attend, Payer said, no, not for that day. Then the principal said this in a letter to parents. I take responsibility for not notifying families ahead of time. I apologize for the stress this has caused you and your child. Moving forward, a prominent step in planning for next year will be to share a guest list for all families prior to the event. Should you feel that any of these sessions are not appropriate for your child, you will be welcome to notify us and we'll make arrangements, alternate arrangements for your child during that time. Well, thank you. The very fact that we have to worry that this is going to happen in our schools should be enough for parents to say, "Mm -mm, something's wrong. And I know I sound sarcastic, but I'm actually kind of serious when I say what is going to happen next or what's, uh, what's, what's acceptable on career day. And this isn't about a career. You have to understand this is about an indoctrination of a generation of kids trying to normalize what God says is sin. And every time we move away from what God says we should be staying close to, which are his laws and his commandments, we suffer. And that's just the truth of it. The transgender activist and actor is not deterred. Jessica says the negative feedback from parents isn't going to stop him from speaking to the kids no matter their age. I want to go to more elementary schools, he said. Because of this experience at Rocky Top, I've already reached out to a couple people on how to develop a TED Talk. He uses the stage name Jessica L. Hoare. And he told KDVR that he introduced himself as Ms. Jessica during career day because he did not think his last name was appropriate for a school setting. I I think the whole thing's not appropriate for a school setting, but you know, that's just me. Parents, this is important. Pay attention. These are your kids. You know, I think it's easy to lose sight of the big story, God's story, when we get mired down in the day-to-day of what's happening around us. And I think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of what God's doing in our families as well, right? Mundane tasks uh, sometimes make up the long days of motherhood and they cloud our view. I don't know about you, but I can get sidetracked and discouraged. So I thought I would read something to you today out of Prayers for the Battlefield. If you haven't read my new book yet, Prayers for the Battlefield released in September. And I am excited to see so many of you ordering the book and giving it as gifts to your friends. This is a handbook for war. It was written so that you would be able to look up a topic based on something that you were struggling with and be directed back to the word of God. So this is from page 67, Obedience Equals Blessing, a prayer for the mom who longs to see beyond the battle. I'm going to start about halfway down. God wants us to remember that no matter what is happening around us, he is still at work. He is doing something much bigger than we can see, especially when life is difficult and the battle is long. No one understood long battles like the Israelites. The priest Ezra, who lived in Israel in the 5th century BC, was born in God's perfect timing onto the battlefield of a lifetime. I think sometimes we think this is the battle of a lifetime, but honestly, this has been going on for millennia. As soon as sin was introduced into the world, this world became a battlefield. Ezra has something to teach us about God's unfailing promise, even in the face of our own rebellion. In the book of Ezra, we find a historical record that links two important time periods for the Israelite people, the era that directly followed the 70 years they were held in Babylonian captivity and the era when they became apathetic and lazy 
again. The book of Ezra tells the epic story of a dethroned king, a captured people, and the death of Judah as an independent nation. But even more than that, it provides an account of the regathering of the Jews and their struggle to rebuild what was lost through their disobedience. Through it all, Ezra boldly declares that God has not forgotten his people. Through Ezra's account, we witness the rebuilding of the temple and the unification of the returning tribes. The people work together to achieve the common purpose of seeing the temple restored, but eventually, like all of us, they grew weary. When weariness settled in, apathy wasn't far behind, and the people stopped their rebuilding work. That's when Ezra showed up on the scene with 2,000 reinforcements, and his obedience resulted in spiritual revival. By the end of the book, Israel's restored to God, having repented and renewed their covenant, and then acting on that covenant through obedience to God. You see, the Israelites in Ezra's day weren't that different from my own family and me, come to think of it. We struggle every day to achieve the goal of growing in Christ and walking in right relationship with him. Never mind, we struggle just to get along. Growing in Christ seems to happen only after months and years of three steps forward and two steps back. Can you guys relate? If you can, take heart. You might feel discouraged, but God is still at work. I love this passage out of Ezra chapter 9, verse 15. It's one of the great intercessory prayers of the Bible. O Lord God of Israel, you are just. We come before you in our guilt as nothing but an escaped remnant, though in such condition none of us can stand in your presence. I feel this way about the land in which I live right now. Ezra didn't want the people to lose sight of their place in the grand scheme of God's great story. They were a disobedient, escaped remnant, unworthy to stand in God's presence, and yet God gave them grace. Does this sound familiar? If you're frustrated by what's happening around you, if you're facing an uncompleted construction project in your heart, look up. Don't allow the enemy to drag your spirit into the swamp of apathy and disobedience. Ask God to renew your vision by giving you a glimpse into his. When we see things from God's perspective, our lives are changed forever. God is always at work. And even though we are often unwilling to repent and unwilling to do what is right, and even though we often don't keep our promises to God, God never forgets his promises toward us. Let's go ahead and close today's podcast in prayer. The unfinished work around me is obscuring my eternal view today, Lord. I feel like the work I'm doing with my children isn't yielding much, if any, fruit. One day I feel I'm making progress, and then I'll have a day or a series of them that makes me wonder if that progress was just an illusion. I'm tempted to give up, to stop the constant instruction and correction. Father, would you forgive me for forgetting that you're always at work? Forgive me for being frustrated into silence by what's happening around me, for being so focused on what isn't happening that I forget what is happening. I know you are at work in the tiny steps my children are taking, both physically and spiritually. I know you're at work in the hearts of your people. I see your hand in my life 
as my desire to know you grows. Father, thank you for helping me to see past the construction hazards, past the laundry and the dishes and the homework and the struggle to connect with a strong-willed toddler or a moody teen. Lord, would you please remove any obstacles to my spiritual growth, even if that obstacle is my own stubbornness? Like Ezra, I want to see my sin for what it is, a barrier to your blessing. Lord, you said that those who love you keep your commandments. Father, help me to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. I love you, Father, and I want my life to show it. I want your blessing, God, in my family, in my community, in my church, and in our nation. Lord, would you help us to follow you in a way that pleases you and brings glory to your name. In your unfailing love, don't abandon us. Bring us back to you. Remind us that your word is true and that those who trust in you and obey you are blessed. I hope you've been encouraged by listening to the podcast today. If you want more information about the ministry that I run with my family, please check it out online at momstronginternational.com. We are getting ready to start a brand new study over there. We have one more week in the MomStrong Bible study right now, and I'll talk with you just a little bit about that uh, on Monday. But the brand new study is coming up for the month of November is called Dancing on the Minefields, Finding Blessing on the Battlefield. We're going to spend the whole month of November talking about how to move beyond the battlefield to actually seeing the joy that God has set before you because of the work of the Lord Jesus. We know because we've read to the end of the book, you guys, how this thing ends. We have every reason to be joyful, every reason to be encouraged, and every reason to encourage those around us to walk in right relationship with the Lord Jesus. I love you guys, and I thank you so much for leaving reviews for this podcast. If you haven't done that yet, or even if you have and you want to leave another one, we'd love it if you would do that. Just hop on over to iTunes and click on the gear shift, and you can rate and review this podcast. Also, want to encourage you, if you have a question you would like to see addressed at Mailbox Monday, as always, you can shoot me an email anytime you like. We love to hear from you. Podcast at the Busy Mom. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here on Friday with my friend, Ruth Simons. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.